The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome everyone to Perched on the Top Rope. It's me, it's me. I am your host, former dirt sheet writer from Ringside News and Sports Kita. I'm Lee Walker. I am joined today for a special episode of the Promoter Spotlight. This is episode one. I am joined by Nick Massey of Captain's Corners. Nick, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Lee, and I'm honored to be episode one. Woohoo! Yeah, this is this is the first episode. Never done this before, and I think it's a good thing for uh, fans to get to know the promoters who bring you your favorite superstars at meet and greets. And if you listen to those interviews on Perched on the Top Rope when I give a shout-out to Captain's Corner, this is the guy. This is the guy who makes interviews happen for us. So I appreciate you coming on, Nick. Oh, well, I, I appreciate you having me, Lee. I'm, I'm excited because, uh, you know, as you know, we, we, we've known each other for years now, over the last four or five years. Uh, I bring that talent regularly to the Albany area. And uh, I'm excited because uh, we got a convention coming up a little under two weeks, the Wrestling Classic 2 uh, at the Doubletree Hartford. I know we're, we're going to be talking about it, but I'm excited that, you know, uh, less less than 14 days away now. So, uh, and we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, I know you'll be there, and I hope uh, everyone that is, and they'll be able to go over to the WrestlingClassicCT.com and check out tickets starting as low as $20 for admission. Yep, I am going to be there. I've got uh, a lot of figures that I need signed. As uh, the fans know, I'm a figure collector. Nick, as a kid, what was it for you with wrestling? Uh, what was it that drew me in, or what did I collect? Like, what, what drew you in, and then as time went on, what did you start collecting? Good question. So um, my first memory of uh, wrestling as a kid was uh, a match, and I later found out from WrestleMania 3, Butch Reed and Coco Beware. And ironically enough, they're two men that I've, I both worked with, I was able to work with over the last seven or eight years, Rest in Peace, Butch Reed. But it was, uh, it might have been uh, a primetime wrestling episode, but we didn't even have cable at that point. Uh, it might, it was practically one of the syndicated shows then, but it was, it was uh, a match of, or at least a clip of, Butch Reed and Coco Beware at WrestleMania, and, and that was my first memory, because I, so I'm 37 years old, so I would have been three then, two then, and uh, three then. And then uh, my, my first vivid memory of something big happening was actually the Strike Force winning the World Tag Team Championship from the Heart Foundation. That was something that I was really amped up. That was a big title change. And I've been watching TV for, I would assume, at least a couple of weeks, if not a couple months at that point. And I just remember that being a huge thing. And Strike Force is my first favorite tag team. Uh, you know, and I've been able to work with Tito Santana before. So uh, those are my earliest memories. I know my dad was a big wrestling fan. And uh, it just became one of the things we did together as I got older. And then he would take me to my first wrestling show, Madison Square Garden, and, you know, Nassau Coliseum down the line. Um, but he would also buy me those LJN figures. And I had uh, figures from LJN and then the AWA Remco figures, mm-hmm. which actually came out, I believe, in 84 and 85. And I, I didn't get them that early, but 
they were a discount store. So I know my dad would, you know, if you go to like, you know, a pharmacy, you'd see the AWA Remco's in there. So a couple of years later, of course, and so you pick up like Ric Flair and Carlos Colon, a guy that's, you know, the figure collecting. And then, of course, you know, something that we bonded over to is, of course, the Hasbro line, oh, which yeah. is probably still my favorite line. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of, you know, how I got started uh, in terms of being a fan. And then the first couple of things I collected uh, were all figures, but those were those are some of my favorite lines, that Remco line, the WFLGN and Hasbro lines. Okay, so you know what baffles me is the fact that uh, we're the same age, but you can re- you remember so much more earlier stuff in wrestling than I do. I started watching at the age of three. I remember this. Mm-hmm. And but but my earliest memories are are Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Warrior. I like things like Strike Force and stuff. I don't remember them. Like obviously I know who they are, but I, I don't remember as a kid watching that. That's well, I, I remember Hogan and the first WrestleMania I remember is WrestleMania four. I watched that on VHS mm-hmm. when that came out, and then WrestleMania five was my first one live. And to to this day, I still consider it one of the biggest shows of all time. And uh, but yeah, for some reason that butchery Coco Beware clip and the Strike Force tag title change. And my first memory of the NWA is actually right around that same time. It's when Ronnie Garvin won the NWA World Title from Ric Flair. It was on a syndicate episode of Worldwide or UWF TV, whatever it was. It was on WPIX in New York, and I don't know why those were my first memories. And there was a lot of stuff in between, of course, you know. And since then, that I don't remember. But you know, it is with your formative memories. What's your first memory, at least specifically? Okay, so I, I have an early memory of uh, it had to have been 89 90 but this is just for like w nwa wcw mm-hmm. um i'm up at my grandparents house and it's saturday night which you know that's when wcw was on saturday evening sure. yeah absolutely 605 yep so i looked at my grandfather and i go no silly wrestling was already on this morning and he goes i and i remember this whole thing very vividly he goes Oh, you watch that WWF cartoon garbage. Because <laughs> they're so charactery. They were. And I was like, nuh-uh. It's the best wrestling. And he's going, well, WCW's where the big boys play. Come watch. So I, I remember sitting on the couch with him watching. I remember Vader was on that night. And man, was he scary to me. Ne- having never seen him before. Sure. Uh... I remember Lex Luger was on, but it was Ric Flair that I remember most. And it was because my grandfather goes, he's the greatest wrestler of all time. And here I am arguing with a man who's 40s, 50, maybe late 30s, 40s. I'm not sure. I was young. He was in his 40s. He died at 48 and 92. So, yeah, he was in his 40s at this point. Rest in peace. So, um... All of a sudden, I, I look up and I go, Nuh-uh, Grandpa, Hulk Hogan's the best wrestler of all time. And like now I look back and it's like, I was like four or five arguing with a 40-year-old <laughs> who, the, who the greatest pro wrestler was. Um, but then I also remember, I, it was, I, I remember Macho Man marrying Miss Elizabeth. I was at my cousin's house and we were, 
every time she was on the screen, we would all try and run up to kiss her, but, like... I'm, like, the runt because I'm, like, three, four years younger than everybody, so, like, I can't even get to the screen. Mm-hmm. And they would all be kissing her, but then it would turn back to Macho Man, and I'm the one sitting in the back laughing at everybody. That's funny. So, um, those memories. Um, a, a lot of Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan and Warrior. Uh, Hulk Hogan with the Mega Powers. It, it was some, like... I, I've... V- vaguely remember it. Vaguely. Uh, Dusty Rhodes with the polka dots. That was obviously something I remember because that's later, 91, 92. Mm-hmm. Maybe even 93. Yeah, 91, 92. Yeah, Dusty, um, was, Dusty was like, yeah, 90, 91. Yeah, dots. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was then, um, you know, Warrior and Shango, uh, Undertaker's debut. Wow. I, you know, Survivor Series, like, that man scared the living bejesus out of me. Oh, my God, sure. Um, but, yeah, like, you, you remember, like, earlier stuff, and, like, my parents, you know, had always told me I started watching wrestling at three. I, you know, my earliest memories that I can remember, at least, of are from I was four. So at least I was at least four years old that I can date back to watching. But they tell me otherwise, so... <laughs> Uh, you, you could go with your parents. The the, the young, the better. Yeah, because like I didn't have the LJNs. Um, mm-hmm. My first wrestlers were the Hasbro's, and it was specifically Series One Hulk Hogan and Big Boss Man. Now I've got the entire collection. I'm missing like twenty for a full autograph set, and I can say that there is a signed Rick Rude and Andre the Giant because I've seen photos of it on Reddit. Well, who uh who's the what's the coolest Hasbro that you've got that you know someone that's passed or you know that you didn't think you'd get um I've got two rowdy pipers I've got two Jim Nighthearts autographed I have both big boss man Hasbro's autographed those were ones I would have never have thought I would have ever have oh, gotten uh- were they signed Sharpie or just standard pen? Sharpie. Oh, that's nice. And one one of the boss man's was two thousand. It says on it. He did, he you know because he, he on certain years I think it was like ninety nine and two thousand. He actually wrote the date like just the year. That's cool though. Um, I got a I got a rowdy piper that's made out to someone named Cameron, and it was signed in ninety one. Mm-hmm. Um. I have two Warriors. I've got the series... I think he was series two in the, the last Warrior. His final two. I have those autographed. And then, like, the ones like where I've actually met them, like Ric Flair, Bret Hart. You know, guys that I would have, you know, honestly would have never have thought I'd ever meet and had the chance to. And, you know, met, met him a couple of times now. And so it's been... Uh, been cool i would say the latest pickup that i just got is probably my new favorite hasbro as you know i'm very big on series one uh five and up you know it's the original age of the cards and it's like the first run of the actual hasbros themselves i just picked up a andre the giant dual language so it's the french canadian and english card five and up 
very, you know, the dual language cards are already hard enough to come by, but to find a Series 1, which they did make a 5 and up, and then later did the 4 and up in the dual language also, and the only reason why I know that is because I have a 5 and up Brutus the Barber Beefcake dual language, and a 4 and up dual language Brutus the Barber Beefcake, so that's how I found out that they did, they did 5 and ups. I wouldn't have even known that. Yeah, so um, that's currently what I'm hunting right now is the five and up dual language now to, uh, in my eyes, really complete things. So I, I, you know, you know me. I'm. They were for me. They were the first. They're they're the coolest, and I like the new WWE retros because it it does bring you back to to the Hasbro's. Absolutely, I will say this, Lee. You were actually. Um, I feel like the Hasbro market has boomed so much, uh, the original line, in the last five years. You were the only person, at least in Albany, that was bringing Hasbro to me. You know, John was bringing, you know, his, his classics and his legends, and, you know, Brandon brought some figures, but you were like Hasbro. And now there's a lot more people that are, you know, getting into the Hasbro game mint on card. So it's kind of kind of interesting, but like I said, you were you were definitely one of the one of the first people uh, in Albany that was consistently bringing Hasbro to get signed. Yeah, uh, there has been a boom because there's been a huge like skyrocket in prices too. I know, you know, you bring in a lot of legends, and we're going to talk about that. You know, so when you look, you go to look for these these figures. 2018, you could go and get a Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, mint on card for fifty dollars. You could oh, get God. absolutely. You could get Brutus the Barber Beefcake fifty dollars mint on card. Now those guys are like one hundred and twenty five, one hundred and fifty mint on card. I I uh, know because I worked with them. You know, four, five, six years ago, that that blue card set. I used to be able to get figures of Samu, Marty Janetti, and Bushwhacker Luke, all for less than forty bucks. You yeah. know. 25 30 bucks maybe and now i know that if it's an ned and those were in pretty good shape now i know if it's anything decent i, I would i would guess what 75 and up easily oh 100 percent. i mean yeah you know they're just the the all the prices went up and i mean it was it's it's like there's been a resurgence in the line and, and right about the same time that the retros came out i noticed as well so, well, yeah, and I, I like that uh, we're starting to get some legends. I know we're gonna we got the Cowboy Bob Orton retro, and I know I saw Tugboat Jimmy Hart. So I'm excited for that. You know, I, guys, guys, guys that weren't in. I'm I'm not a huge collector of the newer figures as the younger talent, but I, so I like that. You know, the we're getting some uh, some holes filled in, in that that Hasbro line, like a Tugboat, like a Jimmy Hart. Yeah, and. and um, you know, we got a Mean Gene, which yep. we've never had a, a ring announcer figure. We, I mean, besides Howard Finkel and Mean Gene in the classic line, but like we never got it for a Hasbro or anything like that. I don't think at the, that time that was like thought of. No, you know, for no. for announcers and things like that, and you know, now that you know, with the, through the classics and stuff, that they saw that there was a huge demand for it. And, and I mean, there wasn't even you. Could, there was no Liz. There was no Sherry Hasbro. You know. Yeah. Like 
so I mean, yeah, there's they, there's really a lot of, of things they can go back and kind of, you know, uh, com- complete some missing pieces. So I'm 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 excited about that. Yeah, you know, and you know, we're talking about all these legends and stuff, Nick. How did you get into the business? How did you get into to promoting and in Captain's Corner? How did all this start? So I actually. Uh, always a big fan and uh about 10 years ago now i was getting ready to have uh yeah over 10 years ago now i was getting ready to have my my first my first kid with my wife leah uh, who was my my fiance at the time but um we're having our first kid dylan and we need to make some space and i had a bunch of magazines uh, a bunch of cards things like that and i'm like you know what i have videos dvds and I said, I'm going to see if I can work one of these wrestling conventions. And the first wrestling convention that I, I wound up uh, looking to work at was going to be about two months after my son was born. Long story short, uh, the person that I I sent in the money to wound up not throwing the, the show. Another promoter came in and uh, threw the show. And it became the big event. So my first show uh, that I wound up not doing because uh, the promoters changed, it actually turned out to be the big event. So I wound up then doing something about about seven or eight months later in New Jersey, Legends in the Ring, which is one of the longer running conventions in the in the tri-state area. And I just set up uh, a couple of tables, and I had I had gimmicks. I had DVDs. I burned copies of DVDs. I had original DVDs. Put out magazines, so on and so forth. And uh, did did pretty well. Moved a bunch of stuff. So I did that about three or four more times. And before you know it, I had uh, all of my stuff, almost all of my stuff sold out. And uh, this was 2015. Uh, my wife goes, uh, hey, so how are you going to, because I was thinking, how, how was I going to keep doing this show when I didn't have any anything reloaded, anything to reload with, because my, my inventory was very low. At that point, I had sold pretty much everything I wanted to, and that was when my wife suggested that I should bring in talent the way that a lot of other promoters do. So uh, Shane Douglas was, my, was the first talent that I brought in uh, in 2015, an independent wrestling show in Jersey, and then you know I've been working all the major conventions since 2015, 2016, and thrown... Uh, two of my own shows and uh the third one's coming up in two weeks so uh it's the point though where now it is a full-time job for me because of the pandemic it, you know it kind of put me in a situation where i was able to kind of live my dream full-time and I'm, I'm very grateful for it and you know there's not a day that doesn't go by when i think of what 10 year old nick would be thinking or eight year old nick would be thinking if he knew he was working full-time in professional wrestling <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know speaking of that you know what, what? What's it been like for you to be able to work with, you know, the legends that you've watched on television? So, uh, the, for the most part, I'm very good at, at playing it cool. But there's always times when you know Ricky Steamboat was one of my favorites as a kid. Yeah, uh, I, had, I had the chance to work with him about you know four months ago, and at one point I'm looking over, I'm listening to Ricky Steamboat answer a question I asked him. I'm doing a signing of Ricky Steamboat, and I'm like, "Wow, this is a really cool moment." I've I've, I've been able to work with a lot of my favorite wrestlers from, from when I was a kid. You know, Road Warrior Animal, Sergeant Slaughter, Tatanka, 
you know, uh, so on and so forth. So that's, it's really rewarding. And especially that, you know, I've been able to form relationships with a lot of these people to where, you know, not all of them, but some of them are people that will text me and I'll text them, you know, happy holidays or keep up with them. We'll talk sports. So I've actually formed relationships with a lot of talent. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's surreal sometimes when I'll see a Marty Jannetty pop up on my, on my phone or Tatanka shoot me a text or something like that. So yes, it's, 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 it's very rewarding and, and it makes me happy. Although just like anything, just like any other job, you know, there's, there's stressful times and everything's not, not peaches and cream. But uh, for the most part, you know, I, I remind myself that, you know, I heard a quote one time that the worst day in the wrestling business is better than the best day doing anything else. And I, 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 I took that to heart. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I said, there's still bad days, but I try to remind myself anytime a day's particularly rough. It's a very good quote. I like that. Yeah, I forgot. I wish I wish I could cite who who I got that from, but I I definitely got it from someone. And I, I used it, but I couldn't tell you who I got it from. And you know what? You have the wrestling classic two coming up. You you've been here like we've been talking about some of these legends you've gotten to work with this show has a great lineup uh, go ahead and tell some of the fans out there like who's coming to the show yeah so um our our, our headliner for the show is uh and this will be my first time working with him i'm very excited jake the snake roberts oh. and uh you know jake uh, is someone that was uh absolute re- a legend and uh, now he's even back on TVs, but, you know, not the last couple of months, but he was on AEW TV as recently as February and March. So, uh, you know, Jake, Jake the Snake Roberts is our headliner. And we've got we've got a great assortment of, of talent from from the past, from from today and, you know, stars of the future. And uh, this are our newest guest announcement. And uh, I'm very excited about this. Johnny Gargano is going to be there. He's going to be making his uh, his first Northeast Area Convention appearance. So we're excited about that. And you know, for for everyone that you know loves the the old school Hall of Famers, we've got Rikishi, we've got Tully Blanchard, Jeff Jarrett, Ron Simmons. A rare appearance by Dr. David Schultz. Uh, for for fans of today's talent, we've got the NWA Women's World Tag Team Champs, Marty Bell and Allison Kay. Jay Lethal is going to be there. Um, I'm actually working on another AEW talent that you know I'm hoping we can announce in the next couple of days. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a really di- great Valentine. It's a really diverse uh, collection of you know over over 20 names, and uh, everyone can go to the WrestlingClassicCT.com and tickets are available there, and you'll be able to pre-order some of the autographs and photographs of, of, of some of the talent I mentioned, but uh, it's, I, I just love running these shows and specifically this show is in my backyard. I'm, I'm Connecticut based right now. So if I could throw a convention where I'm within 40 miles of my house, you know, cuts down my travel time, I'm able to you know, spend, spend time with the family and kind of, you know, forge something in that new England area because I do want to give everyone New England a convention they can call their own. That that happens frequently. And that's and, and that's why I love coming to Albany too. I feel like uh you know we've we've uh you know of course Steve from Heroes Hideout and I was I was the first vendor he brought up there. We, we kinda have uh, turned that scene into like a, a pretty pretty uh popular scene and that they, Steve and Jeff run a very successful convention. So I'm kinda hoping to do that in New England too. Yeah, um, this is going to be my first time there. I'm, I'm excited 
uh, to meet Rikishi again, Samu again. Uh, I, I've never met Jay Lethal and Johnny Gargano. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I'm getting on eBay after this, right? Like, yeah, I know you're. you're uh, I'm gonna beat you to the punch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, other guests I saw, Mr. Hughes, uh, always always a great guy to to meet. Uh, the first guy to steal the Undertaker's urn. Yep. Uh, the return of Doink and Dink. That, Dink is a very rare appearance. So you know, Doink, Doink, of course, you know, is is uh, Ray Apollo. But Dink does not do a lot of appearances. So to anyone that wants to fill, you know, the finish that, that Doink and Dink piece, this, this is a great shot. And then the photo op, they're both going to be in gimmicks. So it's going to be a really cool photo op, too. Thanks for reminding me about that one, Lee. Yeah, no, that's going to be a, a really cool one, especially if you're a collector like me. I've got um, – I have a Hasbro of Doink. I have one of each individually signed. I have one by Matt Bourne, one by uh, Steve Lombardi, you know, who, who played him, one by Skinner who played him, and then one signed by Ray Apollo. But then I have another one that is already signed by Ray Apollo and Matt Bourne. So I'm on the quest to get that signed by um, Skinner and Steve to have everyone who was in the WWF who played Doink have that on one card. Uh, I'm hoping I can help you get uh, Skinner on that sooner rather than later. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be really cool. Um, you know, and I do have other ones, and I I, I have a classic that I'm gonna I need signed for for Doink, so I can't wait to get that done. Which one? Uh, well, there's five. I don't know if you knew that or not. There's five. I, mean, I thought there was just two classics. Wow. There's five different doinks. Um, there's one with him with like a blue jacket. Mm-hmm. That's the and, one I'm it, most familiar with. An evil one, and then there's an evil one with him. I believe it's a some sort of like lamp or leg lamp. Mm-hmm. Then there's one as him as the good guy that everyone kind of the, the iconic one that everyone remembers. Yep, I know that one too. And then there were two other ones but uh, my john you know the guy with the, the big guy in albany with the classics yeah, john, yeah of course yeah he's the one that told me about this that's how i knew that's how i found out about this and he sent me the pictures i can send them to you but there's five doink classics like wow. there's one that there's Definitely one send those to me. there's one that john, comes with john no he's like the you of classics yeah yeah like if i'm hasbro's he's classics because like yeah exactly like i thought I had all the Warlord and Barbarians signed, two and two, because the different um, ring gear and stuff like that that they did for them. Mm-hmm. Now, it turns out there's like four each because the box. They did different boxes. Really? So, so there's two with different ring gear, and then there's still two, those those same ones, but the box is different. Interesting. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So like he's taught me a lot about classics that I would have never have known about because like I'm like oh this is cool I've got all of them and he's like no you don't and I'm like oh great what am I missing <laughs> you know what I mean oh great That's so funny. yeah so I've got I've got one of w- another one of those five for doing you know Ray Apollo to get signed but you know great mix of new talent legends WWE Hall of Famers. I'm excited for this show. 
this is oh. this is a great show. I've 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 also never been to Connecticut, so if you get out of here, really? Yeah, I've never been. I've never been. Are you you getting there early on Saturday? Or you staying over on Friday? I'm probably ninety nine staying from Friday, like going Friday, and then like I'm gonna leave work, and then come to the you know, and then go right from work. Make 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 a night of it, cause uh, there's uh, discounted hotel rates still available. You just have to say Captain's Corner. And uh, they they started as low as one hundred nine at night plus tax, and it's a double tree. But that's where you know all the talent's going to be. So uh, I know the bar, as you know from the, all the wrestlers you've talked to, Lee, the oh, yeah. bar will be busy until it closes, which probably would be right around twelve thirty one a.m. And it's it's actually kind of cool because like I've interviewed Jake Roberts twice, I've interviewed Ron Simmons, I've interviewed Jeff Jarrett, I've interviewed Greg Valentine, I've interviewed Sam Moo, so like. I've interviewed Mr. Hughes. I'm the guy actually writing his autobiography as his ghostwriter. So there, there's a lot of like people I know that are going to be there, and it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. It's something that the uh, I hope the fans are looking forward to. Now, w- when you set all this up, how how do how do you like go about setting this up? You know, your very first one. Uh, well, so the first wrestling classic or my first convention? The first wrestling classic. Okay. So, uh, this was actually, uh, the wrestling classic was over a year and a half, really almost two years in the making. Um, I had the idea at the end of 2019 to, to bring a convention to Connecticut and Massachusetts. And, uh, I know in Connecticut alone. At that point, the previous convention that had happened was one just incredible ran in 2009. So it was, it was 10 years since there had been a, a wrestling-only convention in the state of Connecticut. Of course, there's independent wrestling shows, and there's conventions in New York, New Jersey, so on and so forth, but nothing in Connecticut proper. So I, I thought, uh, since Connecticut's my home base, but my home base since 2016, that you know I, I, could, I could help facilitate that. And I talked to... An occasional partner, who is my partner in the Wrestling Classic, uh, Ken from KNS WrestleFest, and I said, "Listen, Connecticut needs a convention of their own. Uh, you know, uh, Joe Bruin uh, respectfully does run something in Rhode Island. At the time, I don't think he was running, um, but uh, so by, but Connecticut still for still sometimes a hundred miles from parts of Rhode Island, you know, or more. And uh, we do have the downtown Hartford area, Springfield area. That was the area that I wanted to." concentrate on because boston from where where i'm based out of is still two hours away and mm-hmm. we can draw on that boston crowd but you know i wanted to give a show to the connecticut massachusetts specifically part of of the area and uh we agreed our date and of course uh we signed all the paperwork got everything figured out in january of 2020 and what happens in march of 2020 the pandemic so i I had the date was September 18th, I believe. I remember right, either the 18th or 19th. And I was all systems go. And it was hard, if you remember, uh, because no one knew every, everything. This was all new, month to month. Weren't sure if it was possible. Weren't sure it was possible. I was still planning on running the show through July. And right around, I want to say the turn into August of 2020, that's when I realized, okay, and five weeks, there's no guarantee that we can hold anything inside for more than 25 people. And obviously, 
wrestlers alone, there's 25 wrestlers, let alone promoters. And then, of course, most importantly, the fans. Yeah. So, so we had to push it back. And uh, the hotel gave me, they gave me some time. And then I decided last spring that we were going to look at fall of 2021. And we set the date for the Wrestling Classic 1. And then uh, the funny thing is we, we had a date. Uh, this is, uh, we had a date as of, uh, May and then right around June and July is when all the magic happened. Actually, I, in my mind, I made all of the, the plans for the biggest names of the wrestling classic while I was on vacation at Disney. I, uh, I had an afternoon, the missus was sleeping, the kids were inside and it's just a downtime. And I, I reached out to Sergeant Star's manager. Uh, I spoke to Adam Baum. I spoke to the Mountie all within this one day period. Uh, and the next thing I know, I've got those three names locked up. We had Mad Mountain Rock. We added uh, Booker T. We had Stevie Ray. We added a lot of great names. But the nucleus of the lineup that happened October 23rd last year happened uh, uh, in late June, early July at a Disney resort. And and then we, we, we had the show on October 23rd. And nothing is perfect in this world. Um, but it, it went it went fantastic. And even though we were running on a football Sunday, because options were limited, the hotel did give me to a certain day to renew my contract. And uh, we, we were initially going to be a Saturday, and there were no Saturdays open in the fall. So I rolled the dice on the Sunday. And we drew very well. And it was, it was a crowd that was so happy to have a convention in Connecticut, in the Massachusetts area. And like I said, I was happy with the lineup, Sergeant Slaughter, Adam Baum, Man Mountain Rock's first convention appearance ever. It was uh, the Harlem Heat, you know, Tito Santana, Tatanka. It was it was a really solid lineup. And I, I knew, based on the reception we got, uh, you know, and everything from that day, that we were going to do another one. And a couple of months later, I got the H again. Uh, I talked to my partner, Ken. We decided that we were going to stick with the Doubletree because we were talking about maybe moving to a different hotel venue. But they were great to us the first time around. So, yeah, we'll be back at the Doubletree, uh, you know, in two weeks for Wrestling Classic 2. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I'm very excited for this. Fans, make sure you go to the WrestlingClassicCT.com, get your tickets, get a room, and make a weekend out of it. Absolutely. They, they won't be disappointed. I can tell you that uh, we we are a fan-friendly convention. Uh, there's a lot of conventions that, you know, just try to get as many people in. And, of course, you know, we, we would love to have, you know, uh, 2,000 people. But it's not, it's not really about all the people. You want to make sure that everyone has a good experience, that everyone gets their moment with the wrestler and wrestlers of their cho- choice and uh you know and, and just the easy vibe like i i walked through i walked around the convention i probably shook everyone's hand or at least had a couple of words to you know everyone throughout throughout that four hour period on october 23rd same thing I, I love talking to people especially when we're talking wrestling like that's the great thing about 
our community is that wrestling fans are so passionate. And, you know, when, when I can when I can talk to anyone I'm up for it and when I can talk to anyone about wrestling, I'm even more up for it. So if you if anyone sees me, you know, I'll probably have a captain hat on, either a hat that says captain or a captain's hat on. But, you know, stop and say hi. And, you know, I'm, I'm always up for talking. I genuinely appreciate anyone that not only wants to talk to me for a couple minutes, but, of course, you know, come comes comes to one of my shows. It's it's truly an honor that I could put on something that you know people enjoy and people look forward to. I can agree with everything this man just said because I've gone to a lot of his just meet and greets. You know, where he brings in one talent, a tag team, or even a couple of people, and I, I've seen you at other other conventions and everything like that. That you know, in Albany and uh, New York City and never a bad experience i can tell you firsthand you will be in good hands at this show well thank you Uh, and though for fans who can't make it i also know nick that captain's corner does phenomenal virtual signings Ooh, now you're barking up the right tree still uh yeah we've got we've got a great lineup coming up uh uh, the, the, the nearest one i know in a couple days on on Friday, April fifteenth, we've got Happy Hour. So my uh, Happy Hour with the Rock and Roll Express. My I, I've got a few virtual series that I do right on the Captain's Corner Facebook. Uh, Rock and Roll Express is is uh, the next guest up, and Happy Hour is my uh, I guess my primary series. And then we've, I've got Captain's Hidden Treasures and you know various other uh, event themes, uh, themed events rather. And uh, for the Wrestling Classic, though, the, we're going to be doing virtuals: Jake the Snake Roberts, Rikishi. David Schultz, Ron Simmons. So we understand not everyone's within, you know, 100, 150, 200 miles of, of Connecticut and Massachusetts. So, you know, if, you, if you're six and seven hours out, listen, I understand if you can't make the show. But the Captain's Corner Facebook allows you a chance to still order an 8x10, maybe order a figure, send a mail and item in, and you can watch it get signed. So, uh, and I, I've, I've had so much fun doing these virtual signings. I've done... I've had over 200 guests on now since uh, June of 2020, and uh, it, it's I, it never ceases to amaze me, you know, how great that virtual fan base is. There's, I have customers from countries that I've been to, and you know, cities I didn't know existed. So it's really just a blend of 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 you know customers that you know come to the conventions uh, locally, along with customers that I've never met, international customers. You know, we all hang out and maybe have a couple of drinks and then kind of just, uh, you know, just an informal signing. People ask questions. We uh, I love hearing the wrestlers tell stories and, you know, we get some stuff signed. So it's always a good time. So the most uh, the next one coming up is Happy Hour with the Rock and Roll Express on April 15th. And then we got Jake Roberts. We got David Schultz, Rikishi, Ron Simmons, all during the weekend of the Wrestling Classic. So if you can't make it to Connecticut, make sure to uh, stay, stay put in the Captain's Corner feed and we'll, we'll hook you up. That is facebook.com slash captain's corner. Make sure you go there. If you can't make it to the wrestling classic too, stop over at their Facebook page and get yourself assigned eight by 10. Maybe you got items to mail in. Are you accepting mail in items? Oh, of course we always accept mail in items. Yep. And, uh, yeah, um, 95% of the items we get done, we get done on the virtual. Unless there's situations where, uh, like a Sergeant Slaughter and Ricky Steamboat, where we have completely sold out of our, our time. But even then, we try to get pictures of uh, 
of the talent signing the items. But yeah, 95% of the items are signed during the virtual. They're signed how you want it. Sometimes descriptions are limited, but uh, you know, we, we will get done how you want it in front of you. And uh, yeah, and a lot of, uh, to a lot of people, because Lee, as we both know, we, you, me and you, we, at once, every couple of months, there's, you know, we can go to Albany, we can go to Queens, we can go to Connecticut, the Wrestling Classic. There's conventions up here, but there's lots of people you know, uh, all over the world and even in the States that don't have a convention within a thousand miles, 2000 miles. So they, they have this outlet now and they have this way now where they can get stuff signed by people. They maybe never thought they'd be able to, and they can see it. So it's a really cool uh, gift. And I'm, I'm so fortunate that, you know, the pandemic kind of led me down that road to where I can explore the virtual signing world and really, really uh you know dive dive head first into it yeah and at a time especially at a time like during the pandemic when you know fans couldn't go and get stuff signed you know we couldn't we couldn't get you know we couldn't go to meet and greets you just couldn't do it seeing the virtuals happen and and mailing items in and this and that it saved on gas for me, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. um, it, it was, it, it's, it's a great thing with these virtuals because especially at that time being a, it let fans be fans again. It gave fans like that little glimpse of hope uh, that things can go back to normal. And now here we are talking about an in-person show. With the Wrestling Classic 2 about to happen in a couple of weeks. Yes, sir. Yes, we are. Yes, you know, we are. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited. We're, we're counting down the days. We're just under two weeks now. And, yeah, uh, the the Wrestling Classic 2, as long as everything goes the way, you know, I expect it to go and the way ticket sales are moving, I've already got themes and ideas for Wrestling Classic 3 and 4 in my head. But before we get to 3 and 4, we're going to knock it out of the park with the Wrestling Classic 2, April 23rd. Jeff Jarrett, Jake the Snake Roberts, Johnny Gargano, Tully Blanchard, Rikishi, David Schultz, Ron Simmons, the list goes on and on. So uh, really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing you again, Lee. And I hope everyone comes out to the Wrestling Classic 2 at the Doubletree Hartford on April 23rd. Yeah, I look forward to it too. Nick, I want to thank you for coming on. I, I had a great time just, just being able to chat with you. And I look forward to seeing you at the Wrestling Classic 2. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget... TheWrestlingClassicCT.com. Get your tickets, book a room, make a weekend out of it. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, spoiler freeze, the way to be. We're out.